Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have another mindset mini episode for you today where I share a concept that I want you to be able to hear about, digest, and apply to your life as quick as possible. Today, I want to talk about a concept I learned from my mentor, Karen Bunnell, who has been working in co-parenting for decades, the spouse mind versus the parent mind. When we're going through divorce and in the years afterwards, when we're recovering from our divorce and we're creating our new life and we're co-parenting, we have two minds that we can flip between. We have a spouse mind that remembers what it was like to be in an intimate relationship with this other person. We have a lot of feelings that might come up when we think about how that relationship ended. We might feel resentful. We might feel betrayed or heartbroken. We might feel hurt. We might feel revengeful. I don't even know if that's really a word. We might feel like we want to take revenge. We might feel a lot of blame. We want to blame the other person for what has happened. And there can be facts, you know, tied up in all of that. It might have been the other person who asked for the divorce. It might have been the other person who left or who had an affair. And so there can be a lot, a lot of strong feelings that are associated with our spousal relationship that we had. Now, on the other side, we have our parent mind, which is always thinking about how do I support my kids? What's in the best interest of my kids in this situation? And what we find is that depending on which mind is kind of driving the car at any given moment, we're going to feel tempted to behave differently. So when we think about how do I talk about my ex, my you know, former spouse, who's now my co-parent, how do I talk about them to my kids? If we're operating from this spouse brain that it might still be grieving a lot, might still have a lot of strong emotions, might find the ex's behavior to be very activating, right? Like we get texts and we're very activated by these texts that come in because there's a longer storyline that we that we tie it to. We, we make it mean something each text. And so we can feel very emotional. And so when we think about how we talk about that person to our kids, we might be tempted to put them down. We might be tempted to blame them for the divorce or to blame them for our stress or to blame them for our emotions. I like to say like, we might be tempted to throw them under the bus. It might feel in that moment like it would be very satisfying to blame the other person. It would, it would make us feel better somehow. And we might do that with our girlfriends when we're hanging out and we are just venting about everything our ex is doing or has done. And we might do that also in therapy. Like that's a great space to be able to just spew out all of our feelings, all our big emotions about 
this other person's behavior and its impact on our life. But when we switch from our spouse mind to our parent mind, and we realize our number one priority is to provide stability and assurance to our kids, we realize they're not interested in our intimate relationship with their other parent, right? They don't actually think of that. They don't think about that romantic relationship we had, that spousal relationship we had. They just think about the parenting relationship. And they want to know that the parenting relationship is safe and solid. And what they really need is to not have to choose between the two of you. This is so important for kids. We actually have a term for this. It's called a loyalty bind, right? Where kids feel pulled that they have to be loyal to one parent or to the other. And we don't want them to have to choose. We want them to feel solid in their connection to both parents. It's not good for them to have to choose who's the good parent and who's the bad parent. They want both loving parents to be a part of their lives. And of course, there's exceptions here, right? When we're talking about a case where there might be uh, domestic violence or substance abuse or some mental health issues, there's always some exceptions. But for the most part, kids want positive relationships with both of their parents. And of course that looks so different if you're dealing with a toddler and if you're dealing with a teen, what a teen's positive relationship with parents looks like can be very different from a toddler, right? But they deserve the opportunity to have the best possible relationship with both parents. So from that parent mind, we can ask, what do they need to feel loved and safe and supported and comfortable talking about all parts of their life with me, which includes them being able to talk about the other parent with me, which is wild. Maybe when we're getting divorced, we think, well, they'll just talk about dad over when they're with dad. And they, when we're here, we just won't talk about dad at all. But in reality, they have one childhood and we want them to feel like they can bring that whole childhood in with us, into our home, into their other parents' home. Let me give you a very common example of where it's so important to operate from our parent mind instead of our spouse mind. When we talk about how to tell our kids that we're getting divorced, if we're operating from our spouse mind, we're gonna be so tempted to blame the other person, to say, this is why this is all happening, it's their fault, this is, you know, this didn't have to happen, maybe if you are the one who doesn't want the divorce, right? You might say things like, you know, it's, it's dad's fault this is happening, or it wasn't my decision. And though there may be aspects of that that are totally true, it might not be your decision. These are adult topics. These are adult decisions. They are not kid topics. We want our kids to have age appropriate 
language to explain and make sense of a divorce. So sometimes parents will say, don't my kids deserve the truth? And the reality is no. <laughs> they deserve age appropriate information that is not going to confuse them, nor is going to detrimentally impact their relationship with their parents. So if we go back to thinking, how would I approach this conversation, telling the kids we're going to get divorced from a parent mind, what kids need to know is that it was an adult decision and that they still have two parents that love them. So here's an example of how that might sound telling your kids that you're getting divorced. Daddy and I weren't able to love each other the way husbands and wives are supposed to love each other. And so we are getting divorced. And we're really sad about this. And we're sorry that this is happening. We still love being your parents and nothing changes about that at all. We are going to move from being a one home family where we all live together to you having one home with mom and one home with dad. So it is factual in that this is what's happening, right? It is giving responsibility to the parents that it was our decision and we're sad and we're sorry that this is happening and it's happening. It's clean and clear. And sometimes you'll have a kid that gets it the first time that you say it and it just lands for them and they're good to go. And then sometimes you'll have kids that are going to ask again and again and again, <laughs> right? You might have a three-year-old or five-year-old who said, so what's going on again? Why, why, is it, why is mommy moving out? You know, why is mom, what's going on? <laughs> and you can just say it again, the same exact thing. Mommy and I weren't able to love each other the way a husband and wife are supposed to love each other. So we are getting divorced and we're sad and we're sorry that it's happening. And we still love being your parents. And now you'll have one house with me and one house with mommy. Parents feel like if their kids are asking again and again for details or, or seem like they're asking for details, but they're just kind of questioning the story again and again, that they need to provide more information. In reality, the kids are actually kind of like poking, poking at a bubble. Imagine that, right? They're trying to see if it's solid, if it's stable. Is this a, is this a real thing? And by you just repeating again and again the same story, you are giving them a solid foundation. You are planting in them the story that will help guide them through this process. If you find that kids keep asking, especially, you know, in that, that toddler uh, preschool age or as teens, they keep asking, you can also turn it back to them and get really curious about why are you asking, right? What do they want to know? 
sometimes what comes up is, you know, they're trying to apply what they've heard from another kid at school and their experience of divorce to what's going to happen for them. And they're wanting some clarity to make sure that they really understand because it doesn't sound like what happened to Jimmy at school, right? Or, especially on our teen side, they've heard about things like affairs or substance abuse or parents leaving and they're checking to see what's going on here. And again, our goal is to maintain the quality of relationship both parents have with their children and maintain that children are children and adults have decisions and have topics that are not appropriate for kids. So separating it out and just keep coming back to curiosity. I understand you have these questions. What's, what's going on underneath? Is there something else you want to know? And if, if they blatantly say, you know, did, was there an affair? Was, did somebody leave? Is somebody in trouble? You can say, well, it looks like you're trying to find a reason for this divorce to happen. But the reality is, at the end of the day, mom and dad couldn't love each other like a husband and wife are supposed to love each other. And that's why we're getting divorced. It's okay if they get frustrated <laughs> that you keep giving that same answer. That's okay, right? They will move on. They will move on once you have set this foundation for how things are going to unfold. So this is just an introduction to the concept of checking, am I in spouse mind or am I in parent mind? And it is something I work with almost every single one of my clients on because it comes up at different times for different people and at different phases and stages of the divorce process and through co-parenting. Sometimes it can be hard to tell which brain we're operating from. And that's when coaching can be super, super helpful because our goal is again to help our kids navigate this major change in their life in a way where they feel supported and secure and loved the whole way through. Doesn't mean it won't be uncomfortable at times. It doesn't mean it won't be challenging. But our goal is that they retain the attachment and the relationships and the security that they need to continue doing their beautiful development and growth that they are supposed to be doing during these years. All right, I hope that's helpful, y'all. I would love to hear how you apply this idea of spouse brain versus parent brain. Come find me on Instagram and say hello. I'm at Meg Gluckman. And otherwise, I will catch you next time on the podcast. Have a great week, y'all. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called Fearless Co-Parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one -on -one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, 
then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful, and a little more fun. Bye for now.